You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. Hello, and thank you for listening to this podcast. I am Amy Graham, and I am a doctoral candidate in clinical psychology with a dual title in infant mental health at Wayne State University, as well as a research fellow at the Merrill Palmer Skillman Institute. I am looking forward to facilitating an upcoming Ask the Experts program for the Family Center of Gross Point and Harper Woods on March the 7th, 2018. The program is titled, It's All a Trap, Helping Your Adolescent to Identify the Thinking Traps That Can Contribute to Anxiety and Depression. Now, a lot of parents might wonder whether their irritable or unhappy adolescent might actually be experiencing anxiety or depression. Now, of course, most teens do feel unhappy at times. When you add hormone havoc to the many other changes that can happen in a teen's life, it's easy to see why their moods can swing at seemingly a moment's notice. For some teens, these changes in moods are easily handled and do not influence their overall behavior or ability to function at all. Much of the anxiety they experience results in mild and short-lived symptoms that are easily managed. For others, however, they can be very problematic. Many parents are very surprised to learn that one out of every eight adolescents meets criteria for a diagnosis of depression or anxiety. For these individuals, their anxiety or depression significantly impacts their emotions, their interpersonal relationships with their friends or family or romantic partners, and even their academic success. So, I think a really good place to start when discussing the thinking traps that can contribute to adolescent depression and anxiety is to define what depression and anxiety actually are and what the symptoms look like. Let's start with anxiety. Anxious feelings, worries, or fears are common amongst adolescents. Many teens and tweens experience a normal amount of apprehension in certain situations, whether it is about an upcoming test at school, tryouts for a sports team, or even navigating the complicated world of dating. However, some teens experience these types of situations with an overwhelming sense of fear and dread. Others can't seem to stop thinking about these situations and their accompanying fears, and no amount of reassurance seems to help. These teens may tend to get stuck on their worried thoughts and have a hard time doing normal daily functions like going to school, studying, falling asleep, or even trying new things. Getting stuck when it becomes and begins to interfere with daily functioning is the key thing parents really want to watch out for. This is what separates normal, fluctuating worries of adolescents from an anxiety disorder that requires professional intervention. All anxiety-related problems share four common features. The first is that the anxiety is often an inexplicable fear or preoccupation that interferes with your adolescent's ability to enjoy life or to complete daily routines or to do things that they are expected to do, such as completing schoolwork or attending social events. The second is that the anxiety is often as puzzling to the teen as it is to their parents. The third is that the anxiety does not respond to or diminish after logical explanations, since, quite frankly, anxiety symptoms often defy logic. 
The fourth is that the anxiety problem can be helped. Now, there are many different types of anxiety disorders, including generalized anxiety, social anxiety, separation anxiety, obsessive compulsive symptoms, phobias, and panic. All of these disorders cause significant distress and a reduced level of functioning and competency for adolescents. Some common symptoms of anxiety that you may see in your teen include that they appear nervous or edgy, that they have difficulty falling or staying asleep, that they have obsessive thoughts or compulsive behaviors, that they tremble, sweat, or have shortness of breath, or that they have an increased number of stomach aches, headaches, muscle tension, or other physical symptoms. Often, the adolescent feels these symptoms are beyond their control, which only adds to their worry and concern. Let's move on now and talk a little bit about depression. Depression is a common and serious medical illness that negatively affects how your teen may feel, the way your teen thinks, and how your teen acts. Depression causes feelings of sadness and maybe a loss of interest in activities that were once very much enjoyed. It can lead to a variety of emotional and physical problems and can decrease a person's ability to function at work and at home. Unfortunately, adolescent depression is increasing at an alarming rate. As I mentioned earlier, recent surveys indicate that as many as one in five teens suffer from clinical depression. This is a serious problem that calls for prompt and appropriate treatment. Complicating the matter is that depression can be difficult to diagnose in teens because adults may expect teens to act moody. Also, adolescents do not always understand or express their feelings very well. They may not be aware of the symptoms of depression and may not seek help. Some symptoms that parents can look for that may indicate depression, particularly when they last for more than two weeks, are poor performance in school, withdrawal from friends and activities, sadness and hopelessness, a lack of enthusiasm, energy, or motivation, anger and rage, overreaction to criticism, feelings of being unable to satisfy ideals or goals that their parents or teachers set for them, poor self-esteem or guilt, indecision, lack of concentration or forgetfulness, restlessness and agitation, Changes in eating or sleeping patterns, substance abuse, problems with authority, or suicidal thoughts or actions. Teens may actually experiment with drugs or alcohol or become sexually promiscuous to avoid feelings of depression. They may also express their depression through hostile, aggressive, or risk-taking behaviors. But such behaviors really only lead to new problems— deeper levels of depression, and destroyed relationships with friends, family, law enforcement, or school officials. I do want to emphasize that if you suspect that your teen is experiencing these symptoms, or if your teen is experiencing suicidal thoughts, do not wait until my presentation in March to reach out for advice or help. Call your pediatrician, your primary care physician, or the National Suicide Prevention Hotline today at 1-800-273-8255. Once again, that number is 1-800-273-8255. 
Now, when faced with the challenges of having a teen with anxiety or depression, many parents ask, how on earth did this happen? What caused this? Unfortunately, the answer to this question is not clear-cut or easy. Depression and anxiety disorders are caused by a combination of life events, hereditary, temperament, and biochemical factors. In some ways, depression and anxiety disorders are like allergies. We can identify the problem easily enough, my teen is depressed or my teen is anxious, but only through a careful evaluation of numerous contributing factors can the circumstances that fuel the anxiety or depression be identified. Once we know these, we can effectively address or treat the underlying thinking and behaviors that are fueling the anxiety or depression. There are, in fact, some very common cognitions or thoughts or ways of thinking that research has shown contribute to adolescent anxiety and depression. In my presentation, I refer to these as traps. I will discuss the most common of these thinking traps and will share many tips and techniques parents can use to help their teen to identify the traps they are falling into, how to reframe their thoughts to get out of them, or even prevent from falling into them to begin with. Both parents and their adolescents are welcome to attend. The program is appropriate for parents and caregivers, teachers, as well as middle and high school age students. The common thinking traps and ideas for how to replace them will be discussed, and suggestions will be given on how to support ongoing improvement will be given. The program, which again is part of the Family Center's Ask the Expert series, will be held on March 7, 2018 at Christchurch Gross Point, which is located at 61 Gross Point Boulevard, right next to Gross Point South High School in Gross Point Farms. Attendees can contact the Family Center offices to register or for more information by calling 313-447-1374 or by visiting FamilyCenterWeb.org. Once again, you can receive more information or register by calling 313-447-1374 or by visiting FamilyCenterWeb, which is all one word, .org. Everyone, regardless of where you reside, is welcome and encouraged to attend. Thank you, listeners, and I look forward to seeing you there.